Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Well, happy Friday, everybody. Our favorite work day of the week. We're sure it is for you, too. Welcome to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, I'm in the First Bank studio here in Hattiesburg. Luke and Michael Mergens are on the road this afternoon. They're at Ramey Motors down in Purvis, one of our wonderful clients and the good guys that we visit once a month, we'll be going to Ramey's here just momentarily. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of the Eagle Hour and Southern Miss Athletics. And we encourage you to contact Dickie's for delicious food seven days a week or to cater your next uh, tailgate event. There's just really no better place to call the Dickie's. Great folks, great food, and we thank them for their support of the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go down to Ramey Motors. That's where Michael and Luke are. Guys, uh, good afternoon to you. Hello, hello. Hey, Bob. It's uh, it's hopping down here today, man. They're uh, trying to pin down, you know, our, our usual suspects to to join us. They got customers coming in. We don't know who's going to join us third segment, but man, they got uh, they got brand new like gas cans everywhere. There's mowers out front, and since we've been here in the last month or so, man, brand a lot of new vehicles, uh, newer vehicles out on the lot. So it's it's hopping at Ramey's today. Right there. All right, and uh, just a bit, we're going to be talking. Uh, to Dr. Jason Harris, who is the superintendent of schools in Columbia. And uh, he's going to be talking to us about a subject that will be dear to the heart of Michael Mergens, and that's the new football stadium in Columbia and the tribute to the great Walter Payton and how the NFL got involved uh, in making that happen. So we think that's a great story. We're looking forward to sharing that with you a little later in the hour. But first things first, uh, Luke Johnson, uh, Another a football game coming up tomorrow night at the Rock. Big challenge for the Golden Eagles. This Troy game. So the Golden Eagles lose to South Alabama. We thought that was probably a toss-up. They win a game easily that we anticipated they would win. And now comes another toss-up game the week before you play the best football team in the country. Uh, how, how important is this ball game tomorrow night for the for the new Golden Eagle football squad? It. I can't. I, I feel like this is the probably so far in this season. This is going to set the tempo for the next six games. Take out next week, but this is going to set the tempo for really the first two or three weeks of the conference USA season. A lot of things going on here. Of course, again, we've got an Alabama team that's in the Sun Belt. Um, that is, as we talked to Barry uh, McKnight earlier in the week, this is you know a, a game that Southern Miss needs to win to, to for as far as recruiting, uh, but. You got to win this in order to to get some momentum going into conference. You're you know 99% chance you're going to get beat. Uh, multiple touchdowns next week, uh, an opportunity to play in a big atmosphere. But man, you got to be able to 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 shut down an, an offense. And then tomorrow, I mean, you know, I, I think again 99% chance that we see Ty Keys as the starting quarterback uh, tomorrow for Southern Miss. What are they going to be able to do to get him? As as it looks like Trey Lowe will probably be out. You know, multiple 
couple weeks uh, if, if everything is as, as it looked last week. Uh, but Southern Miss has, has got to stop a team that is scoring more and giving up fewer points than they have so far this season. Well, and you get a freshman quarterback, uh, a kid that really hasn't had any time at all on the field. That's probably not what you want facing uh, this Troy defense tomorrow night. But you got to go with him if, if uh, the starter uh, from the rest of the year is not available. So how much pressure does that put on a kid that really hadn't had a real taste of it? Well, hadn't had any taste of Division One college football. Yeah, well, I mean uh... – Heath Hinton mentioned it, and other people have mentioned it this week. Uh, you know, on the Eagle Hour, one of the things they got to do is they got to try to simplify the offense for Ty Keys and make him really good at, at uh, you know what he can be good at. You you can't overwhelm him. He's going to be, in some sense, overwhelmed. Uh, you know, with just what Troy throws at him. We we talked earlier in the week about the stud defensive line they have, particularly the lineman Will Cholo. And so, what can you do? In some ways, you know, simplify sounds like an oxymoron, but complicated. I mean, we you may see multiple backs in the backfield. We mentioned earlier in the week Chandler Pittman showing up as third on the depth chart in the running back. Will they try to put some type of you know wildcat offense install? And and you know, I think the key is is with the defensive line of Troy, passing wise, you got to go quick. So you got to think you know short passes are the same as shorter runs. How can you widen the field and maybe get we we saw Keys, you know, in space last week. He can he could run, and he's probably a, a, a as far as speed wise a better runner than Trello. What can they do to exploit on the edge? Uh, so maybe you know some some option game. Will Hall's been known to do that, of course, back at UNA, and even saw that some at Tulane. Uh, but what it what it frustrates with is the deeper passing game. When when you know you got guys like Brownlee at six three with speed. I don't think the medium to deep passing game is going to be there unless they. It's more like a you know a, a fade route. But as far as like long developing routes, you take Troy's defensive line into you know uh, Ty Key's inexperience, and uh, I think they're just going to have to do quick, 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 shorter stuff tomorrow. Which makes it all the more important for the defense to step up and uh, slow down Troy's attack to give you a chance in the ball game. Right? Got to you got to stop them. You got to slow them down if you hope to win with a freshman quarterback. Sure, and, and Southern Miss is a top 10 defense right now. And, again, if you remember back to that South Alabama game, for about 50 plays, the Eagles allowed less than 100 yards. It was on six or seven big plays uh, with Jake Benley and the South Alabama offense that they were to hit them over the top. So Golden Eagles are doing an excellent job rushing the football. And when you look last week at what Troy did uh, you know, against Liberty, it, it kind of plays that into – uh, what Austin Armstrong wants to do, you know, last week uh, over in Troy, when when you look at what they what they did on the ground, they rushed for 24, uh, 21 yards on twenty four attempts. So Southern Miss again will basically try to you know sell out on the run and uh, you know just kind of tip their hat if Troy beats them over the top. What I think is though is that Troy is probably a better passing team than South Alabama is, and that that concerns me some. All right, big crowd would be helpful to the Golden Eagles. So if you haven't bought any tickets yet, we hope you will. We hope to see a lot of folks tomorrow night uh, at the Rock. All right, Luke, let's switch gears the last three minutes of this segment. You cannot go on social media right now that you just don't see a multitude of stories from different sources talking about conference moves. And the one that continues to surface the most is the story that originated out of James Madison over on the East Coast at James Madison, Southern Miss, and two other schools could potentially be headed to the Sun Belt Conference. Uh, any, anything new from your sources 
Uh, any new perspective from you about all these rumors? You know, when there's a lot of smoke, people are seeing stuff different ways. And, and so we heard, you know, the story out of James Madison where it seemed as if it were East Coast schools, uh, Southern Miss kind of being the only one. But, you know, you looked at James Madison, you looked at uh, Marshall and, and Old Dominion. You know, I've heard other stuff this week that it if UAB doesn't go to the American, obviously Sunbelt, uh, you know, what would be interested in, in UAB. I've heard, uh, you know, just kind of through different chatter, North Texas, which they're kind of on the dividing line where they go to uh, the Mountain West. But in the last, you know, last night the chatter was, what if what if uh, the AAC, you know, merges or gobbles up half of the Mountain West? You know, what's going to happen with that? So I, I don't know if the Sunbelt is going to wait on the American I would tend to think that the Sun Belt would just go after who they want to go after. And as we've seen, man, Sun Belt's got good leadership. Um, Louisiana Tech uh, is, is a team I would like to see you know, move with Southern Miss and, and keep up a, a good regional rivalry. But uh, Monroe's a member of the Sun Belt. Do they want a, you know, somebody right down the road on I-20 in the same conference as them? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's still just all smoky, Bob, and um, – Expect to probably see you know more and more rumors, and but I, you got multiple players in this, and you got multiple feelers. Uh, one one thing that we did learn earlier in the week, and I, I saw this on social media, it's, it's pretty pretty interesting that you know the the buyout was supposed to be when when some of these teams left Conference USA the last time realignment happened was supposed to be you know, in the five to six million dollar range per team. Tulane, Houston, Cincinnati, some of those teams only ended up paying one one and a half million dollars each. And so that may bode well uh, this time around again. You just don't know if, if Conference USA is going to try to stick it, uh, you know, when people try to leave for the second time. Well, here are the two big questions as we head into the break. Does the Sun Belt want Southern Miss? And if the Sun Belt does and invited Southern Miss, would Jeremy McLean accept the invitation? Uh, we're reaching out. Uh, Jeremy's always been very, very open about coming on the show. We're going to reach out and do our best to get him on the show here uh, in the days to come. Of course, he's not going to come on this show, Luke, and and reveal any secrets, but it would be fascinating to hear his thoughts about all the rumors that are circulating. And ultimately, are those not the two big questions? Does the Sun Belt want Southern Miss, and does the Southern Miss athletic director want the Sun Belt? You agree? Yes, 100%. All right, when we come back, Dr. Jason Harris, we're going to be talking about something really cool that happened in Columbia. And uh, our producer, Michael Murgans, is going to have a great interest in this because it deals with sweetness. Walter Payton, that's next on the Eagle Hour. To the Eagle Hour. Hey, welcome back to the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in on the Super Talk Network this afternoon or online at supertalkhattiesburg.com, supertalklaurel.com. We're glad to have you uh, on the Eagle Hour with us 
this afternoon. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. This is the place to go Saturday before the football game to get your latest Southern Miss swag. No question about that. Kathleen and her great staff will greet you with open arms, and we hope that you'll do some business with them during the course of the weekend. All right, uh, we want to bring Dr. Jason Harris on the show. Dr. Harris is the uh, superintendent of the Columbia, Mississippi School District. And uh, first of all, doctor, thanks for your time on the Eagle Hour this afternoon. Oh, uh, thank you for having me. I'm glad to join. So as I was telling you off the air, I was driving down to Columbia uh, Monday to meet with your economic development ladies. And uh, happy to say that Super Talk will be a big part of the Christmas celebration, which is incredible in, in Columbia every year. And as I'm driving down to their office, uh, I see your new high school football stadium or your existing stadium on my left. And it just it just jumped. It just jumps off the road, uh, Dr. Harris. Uh, a complete renovation. I'm told by the uh, economic development folks down there that uh, you're the inspiration and the driving force behind it. And uh, a big part of it is a real sincere dedication to the great Walter Payton. Now, before I let you start talking, I'm going to warn you that our producer is on the show today. And he is a lifelong die-in-the-wool Chicago Bear fan who uh, puts Walter Payton pretty much up there with the deity. So uh, I'm sure he's going to have some questions. But tell us, Dr. Harris, how this all came about and how you accomplished this really wonderful renovation of your high school football facility. Well, Bob, and I, I appreciate, again, uh, you having me. I love to talk about the Columbia School District, and uh, I, I do appreciate everyone, you know, giving me a lot of recognition, but this was a, definitely a team a team effort. But, you know, this, this dream really started about um, starting my fifth year here in the Columbia School District. It started you know, about five school years ago um, here, and as I, you know, I arrived in Columbia, um, our stadium actually was the uh, same set of bleachers and pretty much much of the same facility that that Walter played in, that Eddie played in, that people like Mike Landrum played in. And so it was just really um, time for an upgrade. As we began to explore different things, we realized that, you know, uh, with the price of everything, remodeling was just as much as just trying to basically clear the slate and start over. And um, we we were able to do that. I, I, I really can't say enough about how fortunate I was to connect with Jamie Ware from Wareborn or Now in Architecture. I think probably their most prominent thing that they're known for is the design and build of Duty Noble Field. And, you know, Jamie just was really, he just really played a, a very integral part in that and just a, a taking kind of a, what our vision was and, and making this just a premier facility. You know, whether it's high school or college, I mean, it's a, you know, when you come to an athletic, it, it's a, it's an event. I mean, people are coming and they they want to they want to be entertained, and I, I believe here, you know, we were able to accommodate that. We have quite a few interesting uh, features within our stadium, um, and many, of course, that pay tribute to, to Walter. Now, uh, Dr. Harris, I know that the National Football League got involved in this. What, what role did the NFL play in helping you get this done? Well, we reached out to the NFL a couple years ago and worked and were able to secure a grant uh, from them for uh, $250,000. That, that, that money went directly to the field uh, here. Uh, one of the things, it was, again, with uh, using, um, you know, using turf, a turf field. Uh, so we, we were greatly appreciated their support. And, and uh, you know, one of the things, I mean, I'm, I'm a naturalist when it comes to fields, but 
you know, really when you start putting the, the paper to pencil, when you do a synthetic field, financially you, you do, after a few years, it begins to pay, pay dividends versus a, a grass field. We, we figured that we, on average we spent about $50,000 to keep our field in premium shape to, to handle the many events that we do. All right, I'm going to ask you now, and I'm going to get my producer involved, as I told you, as a Chicago Bear fan. Uh, what role, do, what have you done to pay homage to the great Walter Payton? And I understand that his family was all uh, at the ceremony last week. And then Michael, I'm sure, will uh, have a comment or a question about Walter Payton and his connection to your to your school, Doctor. Well, well, here, here's the, you know, Bob, I can tell you that just if you're ever in Columbia, just as you were, when you, people come by, we had people during the construction, we had people from Chicago show up and we're like, Hey, we want to see we want to see the Walter Payton statue. Well, um, you know Walter was in storage at the time, and you know when when they first um, created the statue and put it out there, they put it on the field, and I got it. it was basically Walter looked across the field, and you felt that. But it really took away from just the the you know just your fan and just everyone's ability to experience that. And so now when you walk into Walter Payton Field, the first thing you'll see is a beautiful uh, statue of Walter. I mean, you walk in, and it's immediately on a pedestal, and people, you know, it's surrounded by flowers and plants. It's lit up at night, and you can, you can see it. The general public can come by and see it, where, where prior that wasn't the case. And I think our head football coach, uh, Chip Bilderback, can tell you there's not, a, there's not one week that doesn't come by that someone doesn't come by looking for that, uh, looking to see that statue, uh, because Walter Payton's known as the you know, greatest running back of all time. Michael Bergens is he the greatest football player of all time, and how long will it be before you go down to see the statue? Well, I'm planning on going very soon. In fact, I told you, Bob, that uh, after seeing all the footage of the ceremonies last week, I'm thinking of asking my wife if we can move to Columbia so my daughter can go to school there uh, just to show you the connection. But it's not, and I realized this as a young kid when I became a football fan, that was the 85 Bears when it was all about uh, the Super Bowl and Super Bowl shuffle. So it was, it was an awesome time to be eight, nine years old and seeing my team with all this attention, this incredible team, but it was at that age that I sort of picked up that, okay, Walter Payton's this amazing player on the field. Still love watching all that footage, the old NFL films. It's just it's beautiful to watch, exciting to watch. But during the week, you would see news stories, both in my hometown and off the, the Chicago stations, where Walter Payton was going to a local hospital or a children's hospital and doing all this charitable work outside of what he was doing on the field. And even at eight, nine years old, I realized that's different. Uh, this is unique for a player to be doing all this extra charity stuff. And so it was being a fan of Walter Payton on the field, but then this respect for who he was as an individual and to pick up on that at such a young age and, and see that. And that's what it is for everybody who is a, a fan, uh, especially coming from Chicago. It's kind of hard to explain to people here because you saw it from a, a distance. But in Chicago, it goes beyond what he did on the field. And, of course, you have the Walter Payton Humanitarian Award, uh, and that's it's the full package of who he was and his character that stands out. And that's why you know, if, and all the football players that should be honored 
he certainly is at the top. And now you see all these football players doing these extra things and the NFL encouraging that. But at the time, it, it was just very unique. But uh, he took the initiative. Uh, Dr. Harris, how much does the uh, and I don't I don't mean this term. This is not going to sound right. I, I mean this in a complimentary manner. How much does the ghost of Walter Payton still exist at Columbia High School? Well, I, I think it's <laughs> it's very it's very evident. I mean, you can't you know Columbia football. I mean, there there have been so many great players to come through Columbia High School. I mean, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. I mean, we currently right now have five Division One. Uh, football players from Columbia High School currently playing that will play, you know, uh, tomorrow, um, you know, and the numerous people. But, he, you know, Walter is just, I mean, it's just something that's there. I mean, when you walk through Columbia High School, I mean, there's a there's a whole trophy. It, it's not a room, but this just huge case that's just dedicated to him and everything about him. And he's, you know, he's very, um, he's just very much a part of Columbia and, you know, and the Columbia School District. We give at the end and during graduation, we give a male and female uh, Walter Payton Athlete of the Year award. That um, sometimes that either if Eddie is okay, Eddie's brother, if he's you know available or and feeling okay, he he comes and passes out. But he's he's very much he's just very much a part of it. It's just people are well aware. It's, you know, it's, you know, I was very uh, um, pleased that when we did the dedication to. To look over and see Eddie, and also Coach Charles Boston, who, uh, if you watch Walter's Hall of Fame speech, he recognized uh, right from the beginning of the speech, uh, you know, just how important Coach Boston was in his life. But, you know, for me, you know, we we do these projects, and and a lot of times they become very difficult. But when you look over and you see those two gentlemen with a tear running down their eyes, you, you know you've done good. Well, Dr. Harris, I want to thank you for coming on the Eagle Hour, and I also want to thank you on behalf of all of us that love NFL football uh, for what you've done to honor what I think many of us do see as the greatest NFL player of all time and certainly a a, a tremendous ambassador uh, for the state of Mississippi. Even after his life ended, he he continues to be that. And uh, thank you again, sir, for your time, and and thank you for the great work that you did down there in Columbia. Uh, Well, thank you, and I appreciate y'all having me on the show. All right, Dr. Jason Harris, everybody, Columbia School District Superintendent, and the man who put the spotlight on Walter Payton where it belongs. We'll be back. To the top. Great stuff out of Columbia, Mississippi, as uh, the redone Columbia High School football stadium turf field, but the big statue of sweetness uh, there in the corner of one of the end zones. They have a big game tonight. Um, West Marion, um, their uh, in-county rival, comes to play, as well as uh, a lot of high school football tonight. Luke Johnson, Michael Mergens, Bob Getty. Bob in the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Michael and I live today as the Eagle Hours on the road at Ramey Motors in 
Purvis, we should mention, and and Bob, we were laughing about this during the break, when Bud Holmes was on earlier in the year, uh, he was telling us about how he disguised Walter Payton, convinced the Southern Miss coaching staff that he was a new recruit. This is when Bobby Collins, I think his first or second year at Southern Miss, and Walter Payton came out there and ran in M.M. Roberts Stadium, and the coaching staff was really, really (laughs) excited until they realized that it was the number four overall pick in the 1975 NFL draft. I'll bet they were excited (laughs) when they're watching that from a distance i'm betting they were excited you, know, you got a lot of great Good stories from stuff. bud holmes who was the agent throughout his life and throughout his career for walter payton bud holmes of hattiesburg uh was the agent and very very close confidant and friend of the great walter payton Good stuff, but uh, we're live at Ramey's, and of course, our good friend Dakota Baker. What's up, buddy? It's September. September, man. It's food plot season here at Ramey Motors. We uh, we're rolling the tractors. We have sold twenty six Mahindras and thirteen cases this month. So we we're really pushing. That's what I was about to ask you. How are your food plots coming? Food plots? I ain't even done mine. Do you bush hog or do you spray? Me, I use a tiller. I don't do none of that. I just use a seven foot tiller, and I do it one time. That's just, all you do? That's all I do. I mean, don't get me wrong now. If it's like six foot tall, yes, I'll bush. I'll give it. Man, most of mine are about that tall. And I now it takes me twice as long, but I go in there and I till everything up. And I may have to go over it one more time, but it's like powder. And then come back in, seed, and cover. So we're 17 days into September. You've sold over 40 tractors. That's roughly more than two a day. What uh? What are people when people come in and say, "Hey, I'm I'm you know looking forward to deer season." What what's the with with the tractor? What else are you suggesting? What do they need to get in? So the go-to, of course, is your disc and bush hog. But just like I said, a lot of people right now, bush hogs are very hard to get. So I'm pushing people more towards a tiller, because um, I mean the disc. You know, when you pull a disc and you get your ground broke up fine, you're leaving ruts like this, and you know good and well you're gonna go in there with your truck and hit that rut that's a foot tall, and you're gonna hit the dash, may say a bad word or something. But the tiller, the tiller's fine it, 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 it levels everything out too because you got your flat back there throws it up and smooths it all out so me i'm a i'm a bush hog and a tiller guy but i mean at the end of the day you can get by with just a tiller if you got time my friend dustin he was rolling through here from ellisville he brought a friend in he grabbed a bush hog today what type of bush hogs are y'all uh, are y'all you got so right now i mean we, we've traditionally just pushed bush hog brand but we've picked up case brand too just because of the supply and demand so tough on us right now um but the you know, case makes a good cutter it's more of your standard duty cutter just for doing food plots but of course we carry the bush hog brand that you know rated we got some rated up to five and a half inch uh diameter trees or whatever you want to run over bushes you you look like you're pulling for the florida gators now we know where your heart is but there's like gas cans everywhere with florida colors and they're all with this vp racing tell us about that yeah so i mean that was for the storm and all we uh ordered i think four or five hundred of them and they've come in in small shipments but it's you know our general manager kind of likes to just i mean instead of just go big or go home don't order 10 or 15 things i mean look down there you see those stacks down there we're getting ready for deer season too i wanted to mention that we ordered every single mr buddy heater available in the <laughs> country good. in the country right down there the big ones that you hold and we just got the little honeycomb series in today um so and we have four pallets of propane bottles because you've been at a deer camp maybe you have your own or you've been a guest and dude when you roll up in somebody's shooting house at like 5 15 in the morning and it's like december the 5th and they've already served you and got a, a mr buddy or got a buddy heater in there you're um you're, you're thankful and it's not just for that i mean we're talking about football Playoff season, soccer season, you got to have one of those. And then for me, you know, I'm I'm a younger I'm a younger dad. I've got a three year old that's going to hunt with me this year. You don't want your three year old to get cold. You don't want to get cold period in the deer stand because if you like me and you park four or five hundred yards away and you bundled up, as soon as you get there, you're going to be done broke a sweat. And by the time you start cooling off, 
time to crank Mr. Buggy yeah, but, up. Yeah, but Michael's like, you know, he's from the north, and so what is cold, right, Mergens? Yeah, man. Well, you know, the humidity here, it actually is colder here. <laughs> 32 degrees because of that humidity factor. And everyone I know, people from Minnesota who have visited here in the winter, like, this is the coldest I've ever felt in my life. So wow. we're a you lot them. more hardy than... Oh, for sure. I went and visited my aunt in uh, Flagstaff, and they live on the side of a mountain. And it was. I woke up one morning, walked outside, had my jeans and a long sleeve car hard on. It's like 29 degrees, and it felt amazing. Like, I mean, it was cold. You could yeah, tell but, like, yeah. not, you. not bone cold, oh, yeah. Goodness, no. So Bob Getty can testify. Bob, I'm looking at some generators. You're a proud owner of Ramey's uh, generator. Let me tell you about a tell Honda about generator, and I bet stuff. Dakota knows this. Dakota, I, I got my generator in my garage, got it covered up. I go out once a month, I crank it, and it cranks on the first, sometimes the second pull, not often. More than not, you can let it sit there for a month, turn it on, crank it, it'll crank on the first pull. Yeah, man, that's Honda. That's the five-letter word, reliability to me, man. And we, you know, we sold out of all of our Hondas um, through right there before the storm. And we did pick up some Cummins slash Onan uh, generators and some Generac as well. Uh, sold to a bunch of those. We still have some in stock. We're just going to keep them in stock for now, you know, just because, I mean, hey, hurricane season ain't over. I didn't even realize we had a tropical storm on top of us the last few days. That tells you how much I pay attention to the news now. But, uh, yeah, man, it's been great, dude. And, we, I mean, we're still stocking up. We're still waiting on the Hondas. We did have four side-by-sides come in this morning at 9, and they're all four sold, ready to go to a new owner now. So, Reliability is an 11-letter word. I, I just wanted yeah, to let you know. I know, I know I you're know. saying Honda. I know you're I get it. Yes, yes. All right. So um, we, we've got lots of vehicles on the lot. Um, that, that Escalade, that 2021 Cadillac Escalade, the Sport Platinum all-wheel drive is awaiting Bob Getty, it's a fine vehicle, but you've got yeah. several more. If Bob doesn't want to purchase that one, I, I got a. Uh, I think we got a F one fifty out there that would scream. Bob Fan's got some like twenty fours on it, some blades. <laughs> He's oh. an all black rim it's guy. A, that's hey, what look, Bob is. Uh, yeah, I'll pull it up. Oh man, I, I think that's got Bob. If he's not going to come guide the Buick from me, we got to get him an F one. Did you sell that Buick? You, you talk, no, I've got it on hold for you, Bob. Sticker oh, okay. in the windshield. Is that on hold. Sander, Sander shut down the financing, so that <laughs> Bob tried to go through Sander Financial, and they would, they it didn't, it didn't work too well. But but you talked about last time how you, you guys how how you're rolling right now because the used car market is so crazy, it's so high, and you guys are doing uh, you're doing some some really cool things for people to be able to get into quality but affordable used vehicles. Absolutely. And people are like, oh, man, where are you buying these vehicles? And it's like I said last time, we're still buying, you know, 80% off of individuals on Facebook and things like that. And, you know, Brian will put something on our page. Hey, anybody looking to sell their SUV, truck, three-quarter ton, one ton, whatever you got in a kind of a vehicle, you know, that's not more than 10 years old or in really bad shape, you know, bring it up here to us and let us, you know, let us look at it and see if we can give you a good deal on it, man. And, and in that, because I, mean, I tell you what's crazy is the leases we bought people out of, that's that's what blew my mind is the amount of leases we bought out. And that's that's one of those things people are, you know, some, some people get in one and they feel regret on it. You know, they have buyer's regret and don't think they're just stuck with that payment. And, man, you guys got so much stuff up here. I mean, it's an opportunity for people to get out of something they maybe don't like and find something that they really like. What's amazing is I've driven by dealerships in South Mississippi, and there's more vehicles here at Ramy Motors than they have. And these are, like, huge dealerships. Oh, yeah. And that's one thing we pride ourselves on is keeping this lot full. Taylor does a good job. That's still going to a few auctions here and there. Um, but that's more for, like, the we've got some, like, special order people right now wanting, looking for certain vehicles. Taylor's going and buying those vehicles. 
like this one right here. That was a special order Dodge one ton we got. I think Sam just rolled it out, uh, signing paperwork on it now, man. But I'm, I'm hoping I'm hoping the Delta variant's not going to mess up. I'm, I'm seeing a trend coming down. Hopefully in the next few months we can uh, we can get back on track, start buying at auctions and, and all these vehicle prices. All right, I found it. It is a 2019 <laughs> Ford F-150 Crew Cab King Ranch, but it's custom lifted. So because Bob is like seven foot two, he can just simply you know jump up in it bob it's that six cylinder that's the twin, twin turbos turbo. twin turbos mm. uh it, it it's a golden eagle truck because it's black and it's got the uh, the tan gold trim on it yeah that's it paint match rims bob forty three thousand miles i mean this just screams southern right, well, well i'll tell you, you what dakota it. eight thousand nine nine fifty cash money i'll be down there this afternoon have we got a deal Come on, and yeah, we got to deal. That's we'll a good down we'll, payment. Yeah, I mean, that's that's yeah. more than ten percent. I'm looking at fifteen, fourteen percent down. Keep your monthly oh, payment oh, low. Very oh, low. down payment. I, hey, I, I just got. A, I got. A, I got a new lender today too. We'll get you uh, financed a little extended. I'm you don't have to go through. Can, can you hear the noise there in the uh, microphone? I'm, I'm sorry, I, I could. I didn't hear that. About a, about a. About a minute left. Uh, we've we talked to vehicles. We've talked, uh, you know, hurricane season. Still got another a month or so. What else? Uh, people need to make the trip to Purvis. Right now, man. I mean, really, those buddy heaters are something really big that I wanted to get out there, and we're trying to get out there on Facebook. Because I mean, that's huge. I mean, that's great Christmas presents. That's great stuff to you know put in your deer stand. Like you said, football games are coming up. Soccer. I mean, that's a necessity item for me. And then we got the hardest thing to find. The propane bottles. Mm-hmm. And Brian ordered every pallet they would let him order, which was only four. So what little bit you got here we see ain't everything. I mean, there's a whole other pallet of the little honeycomb series in the back and two more pallets of the Mr. Buddy, big handheld Mr. Buddy heaters in the back. So we got all that down here at Ramy Motors and a lot more. Bob, the uh, the stock number is 12310 on this 2019 F-150. You may want to all jot right, that down. That offer stands, Dakota. You've got my phone number. All you got to do is give me the word. I'm down there. Hey, I'll bring it to you. <laughs> All right, is Dakota going to stick nah. around and do picks with us? Time for picks? Yes, he actually researched this week. Oh, my goodness. All right, uh, we'll let you know I'll what's going on in, in Conference USA. When we come back, we'll do our weekly picks and wrap up another week of the Eagle Hour. Stay with us. Motors in Purvis, Luke Johnson, Michael Mergens down here. Bob Getty at the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Happy to have you along as uh, you may be getting ready to head to Hattiesburg as Troy comes to the Rock tomorrow night. That's not the only thing going on. Volleyball with a 
a big tournament this weekend hosting Eastern Kentucky, Lamar, and Chattanooga. Lady Eagles play tonight at 7. They are currently in a game against Eastern Kentucky right now. It's free admission all weekend at the Volleyball Center. It's an opportunity to do that. You also have an opportunity Sunday afternoon to catch the Lady Eagle soccer team as Marshall comes to town. And last night up in Charlotte, a huge victory for the Lady Eagle soccer team. Coach Mo will be on Monday to, uh, to tell us more about that. But it's the first time in the history of Southern Miss soccer that they've won on the road at Charlotte. Just to put this in perspective, Charlotte has either played for or won the league championship three out of the last five years. The Lady Eagles beat the Lady 49ers at home two to nothing. That's a huge win, and we uh, we congratulate them on that. Soccer, 1 p.m. on Sunday at home against Marshall. Again, free at mission. So uh, go cheer on the Lady Eagles. All right, Dakota and uh, and Bob and Michael, we're going to get you in on this. Sanders already given me his picks, okay? So they're all wrong. But anyway, here we go. We're not picking in Conference USA. We will not be picking Fordham at FAU or Rice at Texas. But we will start this way, Old Dominion at Liberty. The Dakota. Liberty, the Flames. Michael. Liberty. Bob? Uh, Liberty's very, very good. The Flames win that easy. Did you hear that that amazing analysis from Getty? Liberty is very, very good. Top 10 draft right. pick in Malik Willis. He's exactly right. Liberty is going to do that. Kelly takes Liberty also. FIU, Florida International, at Texas Tech. Dakota. Texas Tech. Michael? Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Bob? Kelly took Texas Tech, and I want to be like Kelly, so I'm going to take Texas Tech. Everybody, too. All right, here's like one. I have to start changing my picks because everyone's uh, here. This we is go. Boring now. This has realignment possibilities here. Charlotte at Georgia State, who possibly may be being courted by the American Dakota. I'm going with Charlotte. Michael. Georgia State. Georgia State. Michael goes Georgia State. No, I'm going with Charlotte. I'd never heard of Georgia State until you brought that up last week about them going to the Americans. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going with Charlotte. I'm going to go with Charlotte, too. I think Will Healy will, will get it done. East Carolina of the American at Marshall. Possibility, maybe Marshall. They may be realigned somewhere. Dakota, who you got? East Carolina at Marshall. I like the Pirates. Michael? Yeah, East Carolina. No, I like Marshall. East Carolina is not what they used to be, and the herd's pretty good. I like Marshall. I'm picking against John Gilbert. I just went there. Yes, I did. I'm going with the Marshall Thundering Herd. SMU makes the trip on I-20 over to Ruston at Louisiana Tech, Dakota. Hmm. I'm, I'm thinking SMU on this one. Michael? I'm going to go La Tech. I think the Ponies uh, win this one, Luke. I like the offensive coordinator who's the brother of Lincoln Riley, so I'm going Ponies. SMU, the Methodist, shall defeat the Bulldogs. All right, Middle Tennessee at UTSA in San Antonio. Who you got, Dakota? UTSA. Michael? Yeah, UTSA. Middle Tennessee sucks. I'm going with UTSA. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing analysis analysis, again. What an amazing analysis. I'll go UTSA. All right, UAB at North Texas. Possible maybe a little trap game for the Blazers, Dakota? I think they're going to pull it off. They're going to come in there hard-nosed. Bob. Or Michael, sorry. Yep, UAB. Bob. Yeah, I like the Blazers. I think it's going to be the Blazers, but it'd be a little closer. They got destroyed by Georgia last week, but I'll, I'll go UAB. All right, we'll go to the NFL next. Uh, Bob's brand-new team, and he may be jumping back on a Washington bandwagon after uh, the former Redskins won last night, but Raiders at Steelers, Dakota. Um, I'm going with Steelers. Yeah, Michael? Steelers. Well, Bob? as much as I would like to say, say that Raiders 
Uh, I got to go with the black and gold Steelers. <laughs> Kelly takes the Steelers. I will take the Steelers also. Bengals at Bears. Dakota. You know what? I'm going with the Bears. You didn't say it right. You changed the article. It's not the Bears. It's oh, it's the Bears. Got Bears. Michael. Um, hmm, that's a tough one. No, it's not. It's not. It's not a tough one. What you got? Cincinnati won. He's got Bears. Cincinnati won the one game they'll win for the next six weeks. The Bears win this easy. <laughs> Bob. Well, that's why Kelly's not here today. I can't believe y'all. Ke- Kelly actually picked the Bears, okay, because he always oh, picks against the Bengals. Yeah. I'm going with the Bengals. Joe Burrow. Oh. I'm going with the Bengals. All right, s- real quick, Saints, Saints at Panthers. Uh, I'm going to say that Jameis Winston throws another four or five TDs. I'm going Saints. Michael. Who that? Uh, Panthers. Pan- I'm kidding. The Saints. Who that all the way. Kelly took them, too. All right, last game tomorrow night. Troy at Southern Miss. Eagles a 10-point dog. Just pick them straight up, Dakota. I'm going with Troy. Michael. Southern Miss. Bob. My heart says Southern Miss, and my head says Troy. So what are you going with? I'm going with Troy. This is really perplexing for me. This is the first time in the history of the Eagle Hour I'm doing this. Troy's going to win the game. They are. I think it's going to be a shocker. It. It's going to be one of those it. that I at the end everyone's going to be like, I think it's going to be a I shocker. I hope I'm wrong a million wrong. times over. I'm with you, but I just, Go Eagles. Uh, I hope. I, hope I, I, I think you're right, Dakota. I hope I'm wrong, too, but um, but I'm afraid uh, I'm afraid Troy wins. All right, we appreciate Dakota and the great guys at Ramey's. We really, really thank you for your sponsorship of the show, Dakota. Pass that around, please. And, uh just remember, everybody, till we talk Monday at 1 o'clock, Southern Miss. To the top. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.